This is Jennifer Zarrow, and I'm here with Kukuli Velarde looking at some of her artwork, and I want to welcome everyone to Art Blog Radio. Kukuli, thank you so much for having us here. No problem. I'm very pleased to know that you recently received the Guggenheim, yes. and I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about uh, the body of work that led to that award, um, and maybe as you're doing that, get into some of the themes and subjects that you cover in your work. Okay, um, I, I got a Guggenheim uh, last April. It was a wonderful surprise, as you can imagine. Uh, it's almost a dream for, for every artist. Uh, we are always working so hard, and uh, art is always a difficult career, but it's also a labor of love. Um, I'm working in a series that I titled Cor Corpus. And it's based in a procession that happens in Cusco since 1572, mm. uh, before the the, conquer, the conquest of, of Peru by by Spain. Um, in the in the, the the city of Cusco was the capital of the Inca Empire. Mm -hmm. In Peru, there have been many cultures. Inca being the last. Mm -hmm. Is the best known, but we have had many, 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 and some of them were existing at the same time that the Incas were developing. So in Cusco, in the city of Cusco, there were, uh, like any other society, they, they had a, a, a set of beliefs, and um, there, there was the existence of these entities, uh, which were ecological or agricultural, and each of them, like uh, like thunderstorm or corn or or an, or particular animals had a a, a place mm -hmm. um, I would say quote unquote of worship um, sometimes we we tend to apply classifications that we have developed in in Western culture, but I don't really know if that would actually apply. I would say that these were entities, and they, there were three hundred fifty entities in the city of Cusco. Mm. Uh, when the Spaniards came, the, 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 they brought the Catholic religion, and with the Catholic religion, they brought their festivities, and one of them was the Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi was, was uh, and is a number of saints and virgins, uh, sculptures, that are uh, carried on the shoulders or, of their devotees, all around the main square. It happens in many places. It happens in Cusco since 1572. And it, it is said that this, um, some of these entities uh, are still carried, syncretized in these saints and virgins. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I heard that, I thought that it was really interesting how these beliefs were surviving uh, after centuries of indoctrination, um, they were still alive. And I don't know how many. It's it just the, the idea that these pre-Columbian entities were still around um, gave me the idea of transmuting these um, entities and, and allow them to come through the actual Baroque colonial sculptures. So uh, they, they in, in in Corpus Christi there are fifteen of them that go around uh, of the of the Catholic uh, icons, 
and I'm changing them to be uh, pre-Columbian. I'm, I'm, each of them is kind of showing um, that they exist and they are smiling uh, differently than, than these Baroque sculptures that are always very sad and they are suffering so much and all that. All the my 15 uh, corpus uh, pieces, they are smiling because they are happy to be alive mm. uh, in spite of everything. And um, corpus is, is, is then uh, also um, um, a way of, of thinking about what means survival uh, and what means to live. And the fact that they are still somewhere hiding in one or another of these Baroque uh, sculptures um, is great, but it's also, uh, uh, you know, the affirmation of a tragedy because survival mm -hmm. is not the best way to, to live. And sometimes we forget that. So um, I'm making 15 of these pieces and uh, I am in the number 12 right now. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the, the Guggenheim is supporting uh, this project, and hopefully I will be uh, showing them in, in Peru, and hopefully someday in Philadelphia. Fantastic. Um, thanks so much, and congratulations on your award. Um, so I'm looking at a piece from this series, this Corpus series, and it appears to my eye to be a terracotta ceramic vessel. Mm -hmm. um, is that accurate? Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about the materials, the sizes, um, the sort of details of these works? And hopefully we'll be able to show one of these works on the art blog as well. Yeah. Um the 15 pieces, as most of my work is ceramics, I usually work in terracotta, uh, low fire. Uh, they are all uh, based in pre-Columbian actual pieces mm -hmm. that exist. Okay. I don't, um, I don't use these uh, references as a way of, of appropriation or plunder. Um, I think that is my aesthetic heritage. And uh, I say that because I always, um, I always uh, wonder for 20 years or so that I'm working with, with ceramics, uh, what happened to these artists that were uh, working at the time of, of their lands uh, being uh, invaded? And I cannot, uh, I cannot understand what it might have been for them to be told that everything that they know as beautiful is not anymore. And, uh, and I look at these uh, pre-Columbian ceramic pieces and I feel like I have much more relationship uh, with them than I could have with uh, European paintings in the Metropolitan Museum. Since I I grew up in Peru, and um, when I saw a uh, Velázquez or a Botticelli or a Picasso or a Jasper Jones, it was through books of images of four by five inches. When I saw ceramic, uh, pre-Columbian uh, ceramics, I saw them um, face to face. Mm -hmm. um, month after month, year after year, they were there 
and they were part of what I saw when I was growing up. And I think that's very important in terms of your understanding of aesthetics, what you see, what you grow up knowing. Mm -hmm. So where did you see the pre-Columbian work when you were growing up? Was it in museums? Was it in your home? Uh, mostly museums, because you're not supposed to own them. <laughs> they are collections, they are private collections, of course. But uh, uh, there are several museums in Peru. I'm also from Cusco. And as I said earlier, Cusco is, is the, was the capital of the Inca Empire. And um, I, I was raised in Lima, but my parents both are from Cusco. My father was a Quechua speaker. And uh, we always had a close relationship with, uh, with Cusco. Uh, for my, my parents were basically very, very uh, chauvinistic. Mm -hmm. And um, in a country like ours where uh, it was um, it's very prejudiced, and it was much more prejudiced uh, 30, 40 years ago, um, their stand, they both were journalists and they both uh, wrote around, uh, about uh, Peru and, and culture um, for many, many years. Uh, it, was, uh, n it was natural to have that as part of, of my upbringing and my understanding of beauty. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned artists like Botticelli and I'm actually sitting right directly across from a, I guess we could call it a self-portrait yes. that you made of yourself in the guise of Venus from Botticelli's Birth of Venus. And this leads me to kind of two questions. One, we just talked about your ceramic work and I'm now wondering if you could talk a little bit about your painting, both subject matter and the way you, the materials you use, the way you make your work. Um, but what's most striking is that the subject matter is you uh, taking on the guise of a European woman and indeed the, the goddess of love, so very much part of the Western thinking. Can you speak a little bit about um, those influences uh, as we now turn to discuss your painting? Yes, um, the, I made a series of paintings, uh, there are like 17, 18 of them, uh, that I titled uh, Cadavers because mm -hmm. a friend of mine, I told a friend of mine that I thought painting was dead, just we were joking, and and then when I began painting, he, he told me, what happened, you are, uh, you are painting now, didn't you say that it was dead? And I said, yeah, all of them are cadavers, mm -hmm. and that's the, the, the name of the series. I, I, all of them are self-portraits, and uh, each of them is, is dealing with something uh, different and personal. Uh, the painting that you are addressing is a, a commentary about how um, w we, in general, uh, try to get closer to the epitome of beauty by Western culture which in cases like uh, myself, people who do not belong to Western culture per, per se, I, I always think of myself as Westernized, more than Western, uh, it's an impossible task. And uh, it is a commentary of, of how um, we become alienated from our own 
beauty. Uh, in, as, I, as I said earlier, in Peru, we um, are a society that um, in many ways dislike itself uh, racially. Um, we deny, uh, we almost deny our indigenous blood and um, it is a very crazy attitude that you see all the time in jokes or in, in serious conversations. So in this painting I was commenting about how we try to be who we are not or we're never going to be. And in that way we also accept to be lesser. Um, what are the painting materials you're using? I'm noticing that these paintings are very flat against the wall. They even seem to be bolted to the wall. Yeah. Can you describe um, your materials? And then my next question is, these are all self-portraits of you. In many of your paintings, uh, you are nude. Do you photograph yourself? How do you get an image of yourself uh, in the nude? And does this ever lead to any uh, feelings of exposure or um, any questioning about, um, I don't know, presenting yourself to the world in various nude poses? Sort of what I see when I look at your paintings is a, a real woman's body, um, not the idealized... Um, body of the French academic tradition, but a very real looking body. So how do you get that kind of image? Do you use photography? How do you approach that subject? These paintings are made on aluminum oh, okay. and um, they are oil paintings with gold leaf, many of them, like the, like La uh, Pieta. And um, I have a uh, I, I had an exhibition in Peru uh, in 2012 of uh, the 17 paintings went there uh, and like 22 ceramic pieces uh, were there too, thanks to uh, Barry Friedman Gallery of New York. And um, I gave uh, small lectures to people who would come to see the show. What happened is that in Peru, um, I was a prodigious child. So um, the first exhibition I had in Peru was when I was 10. And I had an exhibition every year until I left Peru at, 20, at 22. Um, so I would be in TV programs and in radio interviews and the newspapers. And um, I can tell you without any uh, doubt and, and certainly uh, with all humility that uh, there's no Peruvian uh, 45 or older that doesn't know me in one way or another. I also was in the cover of copy books that children would use for for uh, their their school and also in Faber-Castell boxes. So um, when I came back for this exhibition, a lot of people came to see me, which was a very interesting experience because these were people from, from the streets, people who usually uh, don't go to exhibitions. Here uh, they wouldn't uh, come, uh, the, same, the same population, and, and there certainly uh, there's not this thing. But it, 
it was an encounter. Uh, it, it was a family encounter. They, they many years have passed, <laughs> many, but uh, it was like uh, like family. So there were a lot of people who would come to the show. So uh, I was making a marker um, mural, and I love being in my show, in my shows. And people would come, and then you know when there was a, a good number, I just would go and tell them I can tell you about the paintings if you want. Or, and then people would say, well, you know, here uh, talking about the Venus uh, painting, you is a is a there's a, a lot of sexuality and I I always uh, said no I don't see that and then they would be like uh, yes it, it, it's very sexual and and I would try to understand their definition of sexuality because at the end what it came down to be is that a, the naked body of a woman is always a, a sexual object and uh, and I told them, well, you know that it's interesting that that, that is your definition of sexuality, a nakedness, when it's just a, a body without clothes, and we all have uh, bodies uh, behind our clothes, and 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 I have breasts, and you have a penis. And there's nobody here who doesn't have any of these elements. If you are a guy or or, or you are a a woman, and uh, we have all these. Um, built uh, up around you know the the, the hiding and the, all, all these mechanics that at the end is it emphasize uh, sexuality so when they see a body like that um, I guess that that's they feel like they are watching something that they shouldn't and to me I have absolutely no problem um, we all are like that and uh, when when we begin playing the game of hiding or not hiding or this is like this or like that uh, uh, we are um, dressing the body with our own prejudice so it, it was a, an interesting experience um I, I i wanted to comment uh with you um that there's this video that many many people have seen in the in the in facebook um, of 500 years of, of women portraits. And um, I had many people from the States and also from Peru and other places in Latin America posting it and saying, oh, what a beautiful uh, a video of the beauty of women in 500 years. And every time that I saw it, I always had to comment because I always have to comment in certain circumstances and some people maybe are completely tired of me, but I don't think that that's a universal uh, video of women beauty. I see that is another opportunity missed to represent uh, women beauty because all those women that are there are European and, um, and many of us don't look European. And, and don't give a damn about looking European either. Um, so um, when 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 we talk about the universality of that uh, of those female portraits, what we are saying is that everything else is not. And uh, I think that that's something that I it, it's in my personal interest to to research. And I think that my whole work is always uh, prone to to try to understand um, 
who is the other and why are we the other and uh, why is not Western culture the other? <laughs> why is it universal? And, uh, and for how long? Well, thank you very much for talking to us uh, about your work. It's been enlightening. And again, congratulations on the Guggenheim. And it's really been a pleasure to look at your work with you. Thanks thank very you. much. Thank you. Thanks for you.